Okay, welcome to the Startup Sack uh, podcast. I haven't done one of these in a while. Um, today with me, uh, I've got Ryan McCarthy, who is the founder of Kick Factory. And we're going to talk a little bit about his background and what Kick Factory is all about. So, welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in entrepreneurship and, and uh, what you did prior to launching Kick Factory? Sure. Uh, I, uh, I grew up in Chicago, but I got into the startup space uh, through um, building a product for myself. I didn't have internet at the time, and so I built a wireless directory of uh, kind of like Yelp for Wi-Fi back when free Wi-Fi was a thing. And I ended up selling this uh, list so that I could uh, build partnerships for a Wi-Fi company at the time, now a, a security and VPN company called Anchor Free. Um, and uh, they're doing very well. Um, since then I have uh, started uh, another company and now uh, Kick Factory. Um, Kick Factory exists to reach customers at their moment of need and so what we do is we reach um, we win customers for brands right when they are expressing a need um, on the internet so I saw you pitch last week at one million cups at, at, at Valley extends um, and it's some really cool stuff so maybe talk us through a little bit of a use case for the customer like oh they experienced uh, I think you had an, uh, an example of I have a flat tire or some kind of a need and being able to tap into that need and provide uh, leads right away talk about how that works right. a little bit so what we found is typically the customer journey starts with the stimulus it starts with something that happens in your life that says I need to buy a product or service to solve this problem um, and Google came around and said, hey, there's a time when people uh, open up their laptops and search, and they call that the, the zero moment of truth. And then they go to the store and they buy the product, and then they go home and they experience the product. That's the customer journey as explained everywhere. Uh, what we started noticing is there's a new moment that has been emerging that is at the moment of expression. And this is after the stimulus, after you have the, the event in your life that needs uh, fixing. Um, but before you actually are actively shopping, before you open your laptop and search, before you open your phone, um, before you ask friends, uh, this is a, a, in the flat tire example, um, there's a growing number of people that when they get a flat tire on the way to work, their first instinct isn't to open up their laptop and search for a mechanic or, or someone to patch their tire. Instead, they're taking their phone and they're taking their selfie and um, they're saying, I'm gonna be late for work. And so what I do is I tap into those signals on behalf of brands, and then we, we engage that person to, uh, to meet their emotion, we empathize with them, and then we work with the brand to solve their problem as fast as possible. And what we find is that when you talk to customers earlier uh, at, the, at the moment of expression, as close to that as you can, um, they buy more, uh, they're more loyal to, to you, um, their cart values are higher, uh, they're more likely to, to actually uh, make a purchase because what you've done for the brand is they've, they've rolled a red carpet through the buying process and told the customer from the moment of need where, um, you know, where they need to go to, to solve that problem. It's, uh, a friend of mine puts it this way, he says, you are the uh, doctor that gets to show up with an aspirin to the customer uh, who just said I have a headache. They didn't go and they didn't call their doctor, but you, you showed up with the, pro with the solution to their problem uh, and customers are, as you might imagine, very excited about that. So how did, this, how did the idea for doing this come about? So I had a friend who was an investor in a barbecue chain and he shared how uh, he has the best barbecue in the area. And so he asked us if we could identify 
um, people who liked barbecue, and so I did that. <laughs> I uh, found everyone in the Chicago area that liked barbecue and invited them to try uh, this barbecue and incentivized them to do so. Um, but basically I was scraping the internet trying to figure out who likes barbecue in this region. And it worked very well for him. Uh, and then uh, my brother at the time was at Sears and he says, if you can do this for barbecue sandwiches, you can do this for appliances and refrigerators and air conditioners. And so uh, he walked us in and, and got us into the CMO who said, uh, this is a significant opportunity. There's significant dollar amounts and let's go chase these customers. Uh, and he had the vision to say, um, there's no way I want my competitors getting to these customers first. Uh, he had the vision to say, I want to be the first one to invite um, the people that need a refrigerator or a dishwasher or whatever most, I want to be the first one to invite them to use my product or my service. Uh, and so we, we built it through Sears and then uh, expanded other clients from there. So what's your background? Um to enable you to do this, you gotta have some serious, I mean, you did some scraping, so you gotta have some data experience or some tech experience. Um, yeah. What's your background? Um, I've been doing product development, engineering, um, at the startup, so you wear lots of hats. As an entrepreneur, you wear lots of hats. Uh, but um, I definitely have uh, the engineering side to, um, I, I guess the, the, the easiest way to do it is I, I look at a problem and then I, I start figuring out all the tools in the world, how do I solve this problem? And is, is it possible to even solve this problem today? Uh, and so I think that's really the way that I've, uh, I looked at the problem about barbecue sandwiches and the problem of getting air conditioners uh, sold to, to people is just, can, is it possible to handle the volume and velocity of, of these data points? Um, and if it is possible, can I organize them and can I reach out to them in a way that's meaningful? Um, and really it came with, without, uh, I didn't start with a tool and say, I'm gonna find a use for this. I started with a problem and I said, this is, these, are, these people need uh, their problems solved. And if I can work with brands to meet them, it's gonna work. And so it was just it was iterating, iterating as much as anything. It was going through and seeing, is this possible? And then getting a little more smart at it, a little, a little smarter, a little smarter. So what's, what stage is Kick Factory at now? Uh, how many people have you got working on this? Um, you've got an MVP, you've got a solution out there. I know you've got clients, revenue, funding, what kind of, yeah. what's the status? So we are bootstrap, profitable and proud. We've got about 30 different uh, brands that work with us right now. Um, we are about 35 employees. Um, we have an office, two offices uh, here in California, an office in Chicago, and then Right now we're bootstrapped. Uh, we do think that there is an opportunity to grow this, um, put the accelerator down a little bit and to grow it a little faster. And so we are open to, to look at an investment at that point. So what you work out of Valley Extends, what, can you talk a little bit about your operations, how, what you've got going on there versus uh, I think you're also in San Francisco or? No, I have a Chicago office okay. uh, there. So uh, it's different units. So. Um, I do the, the tech and the data side, but I also work with, in, in close proximity anyway, um, not functionally, but close proximity with our fractional business development team, which is run through Valley Extend. Okay. Uh, and the way that that works is, is the, the alternative for startups uh, to hire significant, um, significantly skilled business development resources is a, is a huge challenge. You need to find, um, 
you know, people that have bought steak dinners for the right people for the last 20 years, and you need to pay them, you know, to keep up their Porsche habit. And so what, what and then you don't even know if it works for another three to six months. And, and that just doesn't work from, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, we demand uh, results, we demand results quickly. Um, and so working with Valley Extends has helped us to open this fractional business development model where we are able to work with uh, superstars that have incredible connections and are able to uh, walk us into the right people because they have been the ones that have been able to buy the right steak dinners to the right people for the last 20 years. Um, and so that allows us to, and we have a product that works and it's scalable and it's of significant size um, that we can afford to pay them handsomely uh, when they kill, uh, when, they, when they find us, a, mm -hmm. find us the right partner. Um, but it saves us all of the, uh, the cash outlay, uh, the upfront cash outlay, to, to go win these contracts. And sometimes these contracts can take you know, months to, to close because you're dealing with significant, uh, significant brands with significant teams that all need buy-in. So um, if there's a brand out there who's, who happens to be watching or listening to this um, and they're intrigued by this, how can they find you and how can they contact you and, and, and hire you, basically? Uh, so we work really, re we work well with a lot of different clients from financial to retail. Um, but, uh, if you have customers that are, um, if you think about your products and services that you sell, if, if you can find that there's conversations that they're having about those products and services, maybe they broke their previous product, maybe they need a new one. Um, maybe they're disappointed with one of your competitors. What we do is we work with the brand to identify how many of those uh, people exist, and then um, uh, and then we go and we conquer them and we reach out to them uh, directly. Uh, if if any company wants to figure this out, I work for Kick Factory. That's it's my company. But if anyone else wants to figure this out, you can go to MarketSize.io, and that makes it it's it's a chatbot. It just gives you the ability to talk about your company, talk about your products and services, and then um, you will get a market size back that lets you know how many um, customers, you know, either you're engaging, you can engage with, uh, you know, every day. Okay. So switching gears a little bit, um, I like to ask everybody in our view, um, what are some of the key lessons learned in this, in your entrepreneurial journey here with Kick Factory or other ventures? And also words of advice for entrepreneur, other entrepreneurs out there. Um, the word of advice is, is, is iterate and listen to feedback, uh, really, is, is to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep talking to people. Um, the more you talk to people about the problem and the more that you engage directly with your clients, uh, you're going to learn the problems and solve them better. Uh, we always find that when we go meet clients, even clients that have been working with us for years and just take them out to lunch, you learn all sorts of, of problems that you, you, you could solve, but they didn't even know you could solve these things. Um, so buy your clients lunch, buy everyone lunch, <laughs> figure it out, go talk to the people and figure out what they're, what they're looking for so you can keep iterating through. Uh, a, a friend of mine just told me uh, recently, he's like, the easier your life is, the, the wider and the deeper your relationships are. And so it's all about talking to the people around you. And I think the uh, startup community is a great way for that too. So build relationships with as many people as you can. Um, Cause it just gives you people that you can call and help and, and, and you can help them out and they can help you out. Good advice. So uh, you've relocated to Sacramento from, um, 
<laughs> I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is, why Sacramento and what are your thoughts about the innovation in, in, in the startup scene here in Sacramento? Um, I knew nothing of the startup scene in Sacramento. Uh, I am um, impressed with what I've seen so far. Uh, I spent um, most of my career in the Bay Area and uh, I'm very familiar with the, the Bay Area um, uh, startup scene and, and the madness that, that is around it and all the excellence that is there. Uh, but the things that I really appreciate about Sacramento is the proximity um, to the movers and shakers, to the leaders, to the kingpins um, is, is very flat here. Like you can get in touch with anybody you need where you can't do that in San Francisco. If you want to talk to the mayor of San Francisco, uh, wait in line, it'll be years before you get that opportunity. But if you want to talk to anybody in Sacramento, you can. And when you hire here, um, you're in, in my, my experience anyway in the Bay Area is you hire and then you train them very well and then they can go somewhere else and get paid a lot more. Uh, and so you're in this like constant competitive cycle where you're spending a lot, you're spinning the wheels a lot. And in Sacramento, um, you can build your team, it's far more affordable, the cost of living is way, way down, and the people here are far more loyal to the companies that they work for because um, they are enjoying their quality of life. It's not the rat, same rat race that is in, uh, in the Bay Area. Cool. I'm sure lots of people here are happy to hear that, uh, that shout out. So, speaking of shout outs, any last shout outs or anything you'd like to share with anybody? No, I think this is great. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. That's it. That's All right. Well, thank you very much, Ryan, for your time and best of luck with Kick Factory.